Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. Just glad glad that you're in our life, and I hope you feel the same way. You know, it's nice to have people in your life. What is life if you don't have people in it? We're family, and you know, these, these are your brothers and sisters sitting next to you. That's what the Bible calls them, and uh, they're eternal friends. And I always say it's not the friends you make, it's the friends you keep, and uh, the long-term friendships of people. And, and we're all so different, but yet it's God that brings us together. Only God could make so many different people. I'm teasing, but you know, you ever meet two people, they're, they're, they're alike, but they look alike, but they don't sound alike when they start talking. So you, everybody is really, really different, and yet God has placed all of us on this planet to work together for his, his purpose and to bring him glory, and we're all so different. Sometimes you wonder, you know? Amen. Well, we're going to talk about healing tonight. This is just a one-night thing, but... You know, and eventually in your life, you will, you will need to learn about healing. Um, at least most people have to. And the world, you know, I was thinking today of how many, you know, have been overseas to India and, and Kenya and Bulgaria and Romania. And it's amazing to me how many doctors the United States has and hospitals and drugs, and yet it seems to me there's more sick people here almost sometimes than there is anywhere in the world. And you wonder, you know, about that. And I think a lot of it is because we have moved our focus from God healing us to depending on physicians. And so we have let our faith diminish. Just like uh, if you notice, I don't know if you notice, but it seems to me that people don't talk about miracles as much as they used to. I think that when you get in a place where you need a miracle, then you start to pray for one. But if you have another alternative besides a miracle, you, you just go for the easiest route, the path of least resistance. And I think that you need to train your members to go forward and train yourself to put God as your first answer in everything. Now, I know that sounds right, but how many people actually do it? You know, how many people actually do it? And see, your mind gets renewed to the kingdom instead of the world. The world has its way, and that's okay, but God has a greater way. And, and I think that if you can begin to chip at that, especially you young people, when you're young, you don't think you need it. But in, when you start to have adult responsibilities and not a lot of alternatives you begin to look for, for God to help you. I, I wondered, you know, I've wondered, like, it seems like the, the, what they call the millennials or the younger people, they sometimes don't seem to think, or think, maybe that's how they see it, but they don't think about God 
being first and they're not as interested as in church as, as the older generations. And, and it's not a slam on millennials. You know what I, I'm beginning to observe? And to me, a lot of it is they haven't had to. They, the, uh, the, the nation has so many programs and so many alternate ways to get your needs met that you just don't have to think that you're going to need God to help you or it's not going to work. And, uh, and like I said, when you go overseas, you know, I never saw any, any, any uh, programs in Kenya. You know, when I was near the, the Somali border, I told you this one time, a guy got his leg broke and he, he sent for money. And when we send him money, by the time he got the money, they had to go break his leg again because it had healed wrong. By the time he got there, the hospital was 700 miles away. Well, you know, that'll change how you think. It'll make you pray more. And uh, even where this village was, it's funny, I'm bringing this up because I just, I've been wanting to get a hold of those people and I found two files today while I was looking through stuff in the church and one of them was his name and one of them's the other guy's name and now I'm gonna get to contact him and I've been wanting to contact him and I thought I had no way. But anyway, it was in Pecatoni next to the Somali border and the Somalis would come down and do raids and they established a village if the government told them, if you can keep this land, then you can have it. So the government let them have it if they, if they could occupy it because it was dangerous. And also they had wild animal problems, you know, baboons and snakes and stuff. And anyway, the guy went there, his name is Zebedee Mina, and they started a church there and it grew to, the, the community grew to about 1,100 people and there was other denominational churches there. And they did occupy. But I thought, you know, I don't know about you, but if you had to go out in the dark in Africa with no electricity, in the, when I say in the dark, the darkest Africa where there isn't anything and deal with baboons and snakes at night and wild boars and stuff like that, that's a real challenge. But those people did it by faith and, and they had the baboons wonder, were wanting to take over their uh, village. Now, you might not think that's a real bad uh, problem, but the baboons stole all their food, ripped everything out of their houses, and threw it all over the ground. And they started to hunt baboons because they had to get rid of them. Now, these guys hunted for baboons from midnight to like 4 a.m. because that's when you could get them. So they went out in the dark with spears, with the snakes, the boars, the elephants, the tigers, and the lions to kill baboons in the dark with, with some kind of lantern. Not one man was lost. Not one man was injured. And they killed over 1,500 baboons. And uh, that, those, those are, that's bad. When you go out in the dark with a spear, in Africa, in the bush, you bad, you bad. You pray and you bad. <laughs> you got both things. But anyway, it's a, it, what the point of that was, they had to pray and become dependent on something besides the government, the power company, and the police and the army because there was nobody there to protect them and nobody there to help them. So they learned to pray and uh, he developed a community there and did a great job. Well, you might say, what's that got to do with healing everything? Because your faith has to do with your healing. And 
I, you know, this sounds funny, but sometimes I think a really bad report is better than a mediocre one because it'll make you pray. If it's something you think you can get through, you're not as, you're not as fervent to pray. I really think that the peril the nation was getting in in the fall is why the Christians prayed and turned it. It took almost, it took almost being toast for the Christians to pray. So if you can live with it, you tolerate it. But if it's an extreme thing, you begin to pray, right? So first thing you have to settle is the will of God, okay? If you don't have that settled, you don't have a foundation. Now, a sinner can't be saved until he's fully convinced that it is God's will to save him, right? Right? Everybody should say right, Paul. Right, Pastor? Okay. Now, that means faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God, you can't have, have faith for that situation. That's why it, the will of God, knowing the will of God is what you get your fight from. <clears throat> if you know you're supposed to be married to somebody and the devil tries to ruin your marriage, if, it's the, if you settled it that it's the will of God that you're supposed to be married to them, you are standing on something. But if you are waffle in whether, you know, it's good, maybe, maybe I messed up, you begin to create doubt and you begin to give cracks in your faith. Same with your businesses, your health, or whatever. So faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith must stand by itself, not on what you think or feel. Faith has to stand on God's word and God's will. You, if, you are, if you are analyzing your circumstances, that's okay, but you're letting in another system into your mind. Faith relies totally on the will of God. End of story. Not what you feel, not what happened to your father, your mother, not what happened to anyone. Your faith stands on the will of God. Uh, not on your circumstances. If, you know, in any area you, that you do this in, you can look pretty crazy, but if you got it, it doesn't matter how crazy you look. It'll come to pass if you got it. Now, this isn't head stuff I'm talking about. This is the stuff that's down in your inward parts that you know. Your head usually tells you something else when you have this kind of faith. Because this is the faith in your spirit and your head is doing the reasoning but your knower tells you how it's going to come out and that's what you go for. Because your head doesn't always match what you believe. Now you might think that's crazy. It's not. Have you not had to battle your head if the devil's trying to tell you you're not going to get healed and your faith is believing it is that you hear one thing with your head but you hear something else in your spirit? Has that not happened to any of you? If it's not happened, then you have to ask God about it because your spirit is connected. Your head is not always connected to the will of God. If you think your head's connected to the will of God, more than likely you're in you instead of God most of the time. I have felt one way and did another a million times because I heard it down in my inward parts and my, my head did not always bear witness with my spirit. Sometimes I had to do what my man of God told me in spite of what I thought completely. 
Sometimes when my younger years, Dr. John would tell me something, he wouldn't tell me I had to do it. He would tell me what he heard. And there's a difference between him giving my, his opinion and what he heard. When he'd tell me what he heard, sometimes my feelings did not match anything he told me to do. But I would do it by faith and it would work for me and I would get the results. And then I would see afterwards what got done. That's why the Bible says, believe the Lord God's prophets and you will prosper. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.